0: self isolation and depression form a cycle where one feeds off of the other they are both a cause and a symptom of themselves now i had been out of the military for quite some time when, when my wife and i decided to get married and we ended up we decided to have a week long party where several of my old military buddies came down and several of her friends and we just had an, we had a blast it was a it was an amazing time And during this whole interaction, when we were all back together, one of our more distinguished brothers, he even made a comment. Uh, He was like, you know, 10 years has gone by. And yet the moment that we got back together on this trip, it was as if zero time had passed. And we stepped right back in to our old shenanigans, old trash talk. And that that whole week was epic. I mean, it was a really amazing time just to get back together and, and really click. And just watch that gel kind of happen. And, and you know, anyone that's been in the military can really understand that all too well. And even me just saying that, I want to just pause because as I say it, there's uh, some irony inside of it because that's the, the point of this entire episode is is how we say things like that. Anybody that's been in the military, you know, the fact is it's anybody that's that's been around a group of, of pe- people that were, that were meaningful to them, where they, they've had a, a shared common life experience with another group of individuals. Anytime that group gets back together, they're going to feel it. Yeah. I want to circle back to where it was because I, I just didn't want that, that to be left without said. You know, Cause I, anytime we get together, it, we all know it. You get it. If you're a veteran and anytime you see other veterans, everything kind of clicks back together. It doesn't matter what branch they were in. It doesn't matter when they were in, we kind of gel back together and, And that's it. It's a comment that I hear far too often is it's, it's great to connect with other veterans because they understand me. Well, yes, it is actually, it's a very easy connection point. You know, how could it not be? You're both veterans You both share a common interest. Uh, it's the comment that I want to address because the flip side of it is actually true too. And then it's a really, it can be very negative. You know, if we say, I'm not going to talk to this other group of people because they wouldn't get it, they wouldn't understand what i've been through i've i've heard that several times too and i really believe there's some unhealthy topics unhealthy things inside of that that we may not be aware of while we say it you know for instance anyone that's looking at another group of individuals another group of people or just one other person and we say that person wouldn't understand anything that i've been through or that individual they wouldn't understand me you know, think about that for a minute. Are you going to be more or less likely to go talk to that person? Are you going to be more or less likely to go get, get to know them, see what makes them tick? You know, and the fact is we're not, we're not going to go out. We're not going to go talk to them because why would we, why would we try when we, when we lead it out, when we started up with that, that pivotal comment of they wouldn't get me, we're not going to go make a connection. We're not going to see what's there. And I think this causes a lot of veterans and people in general to disengage from others all around them and and not connect simply because we, we place it on the front end. We place that expectation that they're not going to get us. They're not going to understand where we're at. And, you know, and this is where that that depression, isolation cycle starts to creep in. You know, once you isolate yourself for any reason from one group of people, the cycle is going to start and it's going to go and it's going to go and it's going to go. And until you step in, until we stop it, you're going to feel depressed because you're isolated. And then you're going to be isolated and start to isolate more because you're depressed. And I think it's really important to unpack this because I think it goes much deeper than we may think. And now I just want to point out to big picture, I'm not talking about what I'm not talking about is, you know, isolating to recharge and just having a solo day. Because I think that is also a very healthy thing to do. You know, just wanted to take some time to recharge your batteries. You know, my, my wife and I often joke that anytime we get a babysitter to watch the kids or, you know, if her parents come over to, just to give us some time away, we'll get in the car, we'll go start it up and we'll look at each other and the, we're both thinking the same thing of, like, what do you, what do you want to do? Like, do you actually want to do this? Like, could we just sit here and just veg out in the car and be alone for a minute? You know, cause it's, it's just a totally anybody that's, if you've got kids, that's it. And even in that comment right there, there it is again, anybody that's got kids, you know, we're, we're putting that expectation on a baby without kids and, uh, just got these, these light bulbs going off and I want to amplify them because as I say it, uh, it's, it's becoming more and more evident how this shows up for us. Um, but if you do have kids, you know that it's time to like recharge, to get away. And, and, Sometimes an adult interaction is just all we crave. In any case, it's not an unhealthy thing to want time to recharge, to be alone. It does become unhealthy when you do it consistently with a negative intent. For instance, if you say you're not going to go hang out with a group of individuals because they won't get you or because you think what they like to do is dumb or whatever the case may be, that, that has a negative intent. And if I were to say anything, I mean, the, the list goes on and on and on. You know, they're dumb. They're blank. They're blank. I'm not going to go hang out with this group of people because they're blank. Rarely does anyone fill that reason, that blank inside of that reason for not spending time, not getting to know somebody else. Rarely is that filled with a positive reason. If it was, you wouldn't be ditching them. If It was a positive thing. You'd probably be more intrigued. And so this means it's a negative intent behind it And it's only going to start the cycle And which is the whole thing is is pretty it's asinine to me Because you think about that expectation that we place on this person that we're choosing to ignore You know, we're saying I won't talk to you because you can't possibly understand me Which is a really high expectation that you're placing on And I don't think you're doing it intentionally But it's being done nonetheless, you know, you're putting this this huge expectation on top of them—one that's so far-fetched, so unrealistic—there is no possible way they're going to meet that bar. Like telling them, "You're not." Of course, they're not going to get you. How how could they understand what you've been through? And and if they did, if they actually did understand it, if they actually did comprehend it. It would minimize your experiences as a whole. It would it would belittle them. It would be such a horrible thing if they actually did get it without actually being in your shoes, actually being through your experience. And so it's, it's literally impossible for them to get it. And if they did, you'd be worse off for it simply because it would minimize your experience. And yet we're holding this against them and they have no idea that we're placing this expectation upon them. And, you know, and the bad thing is in the end, you and I, Anytime that we place that expectation on somebody, we choose to isolate, we choose to not get to know them, we're the ones that suffer. And when you compare yourself to others, when we don't get to know them, you suffer because you don't get the connection that we so desperately need. And we as humans, we're built off of connection. We thrive in it. Oftentimes, I think that's a big reason why we were so happy in the military, because we had so many connection points. I mean, we, we, we need them. As human beings, we thrive in those types of situations. And there's you know, so many examples of us not showing up. Uh, I talked to a younger veteran just the other day, and, and he had refused. He had gone to talk to a group of veterans, and, and he turned around. And he walked away from the situation, and his reasoning for it was because they were an older generation, and they just wouldn't get him because it times were different now. It's like, well, you know, and so he walked away. I was like, well, how— how else could they even understand it a little bit if nobody younger steps in and tells them what they're missing out on? It's just, you know, we're so stubborn that we isolate from ourselves. You know, we, we isolate from certain groups of veterans and that's the mission today. That's that's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to talk about is is to go out and connect, is to get to know somebody as much as you can about somebody else that you haven't talked to. Just get to know them and the challenge though is you can't tell them you're a veteran you can't tell them about your time in service all you get to do is ask them about their life what makes them tick simply get to know their story with no intent of sharing your own and if they ask about yours you know tell them other things tell them anything else that that you've got going on in your life right now just not the military not yet you know and last year it was really it was a meaningful really meaningful moment for me in my life uh, as I, as I think about sharing it, uh, one of my best friends, I got to go stand in his wedding, uh, guy by the name of uh, Leon. And uh, we first met right after I got out of the military and we were both going to the university of New Orleans. Um, and he was helping me out. I was definitely not known for being great with my studies and he was helping me out, giving me some best practices with studying, things like that. And for months we would hang out Months I got to, got to know him, got to know his family. And I never told him that I was in the military. And when he finally found out, he looked at me uh, just with this dumbfounded look. And he was like, you you've never, you didn't think to tell me this really important piece of your life. And, you know, so eventually I did share it, but it started out just getting to know him. And, and he's got this absolutely amazing background. He's one of my, one of my best friends. Uh, it's, it's, it's incredible. And to think that, that, that relationship, that that friendship, um, could have been tarnished. Had I checked out, had I not stepped in and, and he wasn't in the military. I mean, I think he, he could have been if he wanted to be, but he wasn't. And, and it doesn't mean anything that he wasn't. We actually have a great relationship, I think because of it. And, you know, it makes me think about sitting around at, at first recon we would sit around all the time just a group of us and we talk about how the hell did this ragtag group of people become best friends you know, one of one of my really good friends one of my best friends from the military he's a redneck from texas and we have this other one he's a flamboyant asian butterfly from northern california and we we literally that's his his real nickname is the asian butterfly uh, we have another one that's a you know he's 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 from the streets in LA. He's definitely, uh, he's got a hard background that he grew up in. Uh, We got computer nerds, preps, jocks, goths, you name it, we've got it. And somehow we all became best friends. And it's amazing when people choose or in the military's case, not choose. You kind of get stuck with your group. However, we did choose to get to know each other. When we did, we realized that we had far more in common than things that we had not in common. And that's why I think that the military is one of the most diverse groups of friendships that you'll see anywhere in the world. And then we get out and we stop seeking that connection. We stop getting to know people that that are a little bit different from us. And so that's the challenge this week. Step outside of your normal zone and get to know somebody that you don't know. One million veterans. Empowering one million veterans is my mission my name is thad david and if you like this mission or this podcast there's a few things you could do to help me out and number one is just leave a five-star review and let the world know that you enjoyed this show number two follow or subscribe the show wherever you're watching and number three share it with as many people as you think would find value in it now if you have direct feedback for me or if there's anything that i can do to personally help you out please reach out to me directly at victoriousveteranproject at gmail.com. I truly look forward to hearing from you. Conquer today.